pretty incredible, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. we got to get down on it today. It's a serious business. Whatever you do, moving left to right and right to left across your device, don't try this at home. Often imitated and never duplicated. You've tried the rest, now try the best. And any other slogan I can think of. Sean Sinclair, buenas noches, buenas dias, buenas anybody. How you doing, brother? Buenas tardes, Tony. How you doing, amigo? I'm doing good, thank you, sir. Um, it's pretty insane, isn't it? Yeah, I first uh, first week in the books practice. Uh, kids look yep. different than we've seen the past few years, and um, I was interested in your. Uh, comments today about the offensive and defensive lines that's uh uh different than what is than what coaches are talking about but that's not so unusual right now yep yep well you and i both know too because you've seen the inside of it there can be like what's going on on the practice field and what they're talking about internally but they're going to put a good face on it publicly and i'm not saying they're not going to get there but all this stuff is snapshot in time, and you can accomplish a lot in a couple of weeks in a camp. But there's there's like an expectation, Sean, and I, I would encourage you to go over and read the blog over at uh, tclub.team, see what we're talking about. What I've done is, I because nobody's allowed in practice anymore, so we're all relying on these folks. And, you know, when, when Rodney Garner goes before the media – I mean, he had to stop practice a couple times yesterday and literally just rip into his guys because they weren't performing to the level that he's wanted to perform the last couple times. And the spin out of practice yesterday was, well, you know, the defensive line smashed on the offensive line or they had a great day or whatever it was. But, I mean, they had their moments. Um, but you've seen that. I mean, Part of the job of these coaches, yeah. Well, part of the job of the coaches is to, is to, is to kind of spin at times. You have to kind of spin a little bit. It's part of it. Yeah, I think you, a couple things to consider. You've gotten a weekend, so all the kids are sore. They're tired. They're they're over it. Uh, the The first couple days, the the fundamental drills are exciting. And you're carrying around your new weight and your new body, et cetera. When you get to the sixth and seventh day, it's boring. You're doing the same uh, strip drills. You're doing the same bags. You're doing nobody, and I repeat, nobody goes over those bags or does the same things on day seven like they did day one. It's just they're bored. Um, but that you have to keep drilling that in. So the coaches are naturally going to try to bring the juice, and that means yelling. What they're trying to the, a coach's yell is kind of like a a bridle, you know, a, a bit pulled by a horse rider or a whip. You're just trying to get their attention and get them. To, I'm not suggesting whipping a kid, but you're just trying to get their attention to get them to keep focused and keep moving on because you know, there's not school. Some of them may have some what we call mini term or summer going on, but it's getting old right now. There's there's the first game is far away enough. Um, the the media talks about the first scrimmage as if everybody's excited. No, no nobody's excited. Um, he, he, it is what it is. Um, and so I think you have those type of things. Another thing to consider is that every single year the offensive line is in flux. 
and nobody knows until that first couple of games. I, I, I take you back to last year when left tackle, what are we going to do with left tackle? What are we going to do? Mincy, who knows? J.J. Crawford, he's a Juco. All of a sudden, those two guys, they weren't all world. They weren't top ten picks, but they were pretty darn serviceable. And then you go, okay, well, all right, well, that's done. So all the angst about left tackle last year just floated away after the first game or so. That's going to happen again because kids don't respond until the live bullets start going. Nobody does. And then you go, okay, well, now we can trust him. Okay, well, that's good. Next problem. So a couple things just to consider in coming out of this first week of practice. Very good. And as Sean was saying, the scrimmage awaits on Thursday. And, you know, they're hoping to create a little more clarity. One of the other goals of the camp is to get some guys from the freshman class that they're going to identify that are going to be a part of what they're going to do front end and back end because you know matt dixon yesterday used the term um bridge year gap year look tennessee started out number 10 in america which means i mean you know the people that at least in the coaches side of things in that poll they consider them a uh a contender to get into the playoff when you start number 10 in america and, Sean, we were talking about this yesterday. When you look at that roster and you look at college football, and you know the thing that makes college football more interesting than the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs are picked to win the Super Bowl again this year uh, by Vegas and will be as long as Mahomes is there. Well, in college football, your roster is constantly turning over. So change, and we had our odds maker on yesterday uh, from Zen Sports, Robert Killer Kowalski, who kind of walked us inside the fact that in college sports, it's really hard for the odds makers that do this for a living in the first couple weeks because, in a, in a sense, in the transfer era, they're flying blind just like the rest of us. He openly admitted that on the air yesterday. And... How could they not? Nobody has any magic formula. So, um, can I speak to the DBs? Sean, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, but to put a little bit of thought into the DB situation, you have a. I know we are all clamoring for the younger players because everybody wants the backup quarterback, and we brought they brought in some talented cornerbacks and safeties. We've seen the play of the of the what's of the upperclassmen over the past couple of years. And it, with all due respect, it leaves a little bit wanting more. But at this point, you're not going to throw a freshman ahead of a senior at this point at camp because, one, you need that leadership on the field. And the, the easiest way to get a upperclassman to check out is to put a freshman in front of them, regardless of merit right now. That's not, that doesn't help anybody in the room. It doesn't because these kids are always there. If, if, if an upperclassman checks out, who's going to answer the younger guy's question? Who's going to help them out when they're tired? Who's going to show them how to push through uh, a fatigue wall? Well, there's nobody. They need that there. Where you will see younger guys eclipsing the older guys is in the first game, is in the second game, because then they will give the, just like we saw in baseball this past year with the Tony Vols, you let those guys get out there. The younger guys get a chance. They they uh, succeed. 
and then you start seeing changes in the depth chart. So my contention would be right now, don't start clutching pearls because Jordan Matthews is not the starting cornerback. Much like the same thing, no matter how good he might be, Arian Carter is not going to be above uh, Peely and Beasley on the depth chart. It's just not going to happen. Very interesting. 865-200-5402. If you want to jump in. Cinco, the Vols at number 10. Too high, too low, or about right? What do you What do you think? Are you buying, selling, or trading them at ten? Well, it's hard for it's hard for me to say because if if you, if you pick ten, you're what? Who are the other teams around there? I, I think uh, I think we will be competitive with the two teams that'll probably be favored uh, at, at Alabama and Georgia. I don't know that we win, but I think we'll be very competitive. Uh, so for that case, who's going to beat us? Um, you have any time right now when you have a prolific offense that is always going to factor high in the minds of preseason ratings. Uh, when you have a high-profile quarterback to be in Joe Milton with his kind of freak talent, uh, arm strength, et cetera, not, ta- not arm talent, but freak talent, um, people are always going to you know put him up there. So it's a, I think it's a safe bet. Uh, I think Tennessee could easily end up top 10 at the end of the year. Um, but, you know, I, just to be a little bit pessimistic as a Vol fan, I think I heard Briney say earlier in the week 10 to 15, I think it probably fits in there. So 10's okay. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I, If you were to pin me down, I expect this team to go 9 and 3. And I think 9 and 3 would be a darn good, a darn good backup to what occurred last year. I think that that would be a sign. Well, look, the program's healthy. This head coach is going to win. I don't care if they go out and and win eight games. You know, I don't care. To me, (laughs) the future is really bright here, and I'm not going to knee-jerk to a potential uh, step-back-type season. Um, I think you and I are of the same mindset when it comes to Joe Milton from the standpoint that, look, you know, you just consistently, that position is about consistently going up there, especially in the games that matter. You know, I had this thought last night, so so I'm on a family vacation, and a bunch of us from my family, um, extended family and whatnot, are at, at a beach house, and there's a ton of people here. So we were on a boardwalk last night, and then we came back, and I'm over there punching away on my blog, and we're watching the Sillies blow a two-run lead to the Nationals, and they, they, you know, they lose a game to a team that's not in contention for anything. But it's just one of 162, and I was thinking about the unique nature of this college football thing that we follow, and the unique nature of it dictates that what are we going to learn about our team against Virginia? Uh, Robert Kowalski told me yesterday, t- t- 28 point spread. He he opened it at 31. It's been bet down to 28 on their sites, 27, 28 on their site. Um, and the answer when you play Virginia is what you're going to learn about yourself is probably not much. And then you've got Austin P. What are you going to learn about yourself in that game? Probably not much. And then you've got that game in Gainesville. And 
the thing that's really unique about college football that the NFL doesn't have, that um, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, all these other sports we follow, college basketball even, Tony Vols a sport. Um, the thing that's unique about football is you, when you're on Tennessee's level, you've got four or five, in their case, maybe five if you count them up, uh, signature type, losable type, swing type uh, games, and man, they are just so weighted. They are just so uh, important and and they're big tests, and they all present at this level their own unique challenges. And, man, it just makes it such – and when you stop and think about it, when it's been away for a while compared to the other sports we watch, you know, Sean, we're, there's just a lot about our club we're just not going to know till we go to Gainesville, which is kind of okay, you know? I agree. Um, my, my thing would be who would you trade places with? I mean, it's, uh, Georgia's, Georgia is Georgia. Okay, they are recruiting. They have a behemoth in the way, and they are going to be in the way until somebody takes them down. Uh, I don't see anybody in the country right now that can do it. So that, yeah. that's that. Uh, you got Alabama. You beat Alabama. Ended a yeah. how many sixteen game sixteen year streak ish, and you take them down there, and they're not the same Alabama. They're 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 quite excellent. I've, I've been watching some of their practices. They don't have a quarterback. Isn't that interesting? They, they, they keep trying to say that, they, I, with all due respect to the reporter that was on here that said mm-hmm. they'll figure one out, well, they better. Yep. And they don't have the same quality depth. They they used to be Georgia, and they're not now. Okay, so you got that Sean, one. Sean, does, does Ty Simpson does Ty Simpson jump off the page for you at Alabama? Has he? Do you think he's uh Based on what you've seen, is he acquitting himself well? No, I don't think that Ty Simpson, uh, I think Ty Simpson would be respectfully in a battle in Tennessee for the backup quarterback spot, and he's significantly less talented than Nico is. And that's that's not a crack. I, I think Jason, his father, would even say that. Uh, you got you got Milrow there, who is... Yep. I think, nice I think he's a lot different talented, differently talented than Milton. But yep. his problem, the same thing as Milton, is that you haven't seen an extended period of time where he can showcase making proper decisions, play after play after play. Now, they can be proven. All they have to do is do it, but neither one of them have done it yet. And that's no crack on Joe Milton. He just hasn't done it yet. Just like you, you were hearing yesterday about Elijah Simmons changing numbers and Tyler Barron mm-hmm. coming in, can they? Sure they can, but they haven't done it yet. And so the the skeptic mm-hmm. has the right to say, well, we don't know yet. You haven't done it yet. And then you know, when the coach comes on and says, you know, basically says, you think a number change is going to really change you? Eh, okay, well, let's see it. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I heard from Gardner about. You've, Elijah. Cha- you've changed numbers. <laughs> yeah. That's such a great well, you know, Sean, people are, and you know, the boards and Twitter and whatever, and, and I've always been one that, you know, people get their say. People get their say what they want to say. I try to come on here and just call balls and strikes and be as authentic as possible. When you do that, you're going to draw the ire of people because you're not going to tell people what they want to hear, and I'm not here to pander to anybody. When I say and you say out loud that we have 
I don't know if concern's the word, but I'm just not ready to anoint Joe Milton because well, we both said it. We and this could be really interesting, right? Because that that game in the swamp is against a winnable team, where if you execute on offense, you should boat race them. Their their goal is to run the football. Speaking of Florida, keep a game close. They're going to play pro ball, um, and they got a guy at quarterback that they hope and Graham Mertz will manage it and get him through it. He's a hoopty. Um, he's a hoopty, but stay in the game. You know all those things. Yeah, but I'll say all this. Those, I'll go out yeah. on a limb right now. Is I, yeah. I believe that this Tennessee football team is better than last year's team. Yeah, which is wild to me. I don't share that, but I hope you're right. I, I don't share that, but I hope you're right. Okay. Yeah. I just think they're a little young. I mean, potentially, if, if they develop in the right spots, sure. M- my concern is, and I don't want to speak this into existence, but since Josh Heupel's been here, we, he's had this charm thing on that offensive line where they've had basically zero injuries for two consecutive years. And either they've got a strength and conditioning coach that has the magic formula, and but we see it. You know, this league is the closest thing to the NFL. I think you and I both believe that. And, and one rule of thumb is in in the NFL and you know, guys are just going to get hurt because it's a rigorous, rigorous league. And even with the preparation, Sean, I mean, compare this time of the year, which these guys think is very difficult, very hard on them, to when you were in school, Sean. Did you guys, did you did they go two or three times a day sync when you first got here? Like, what was camp like when you first got here in the mid-'80s? I, I believe it was two times a day, but those are all. But then you have a skull session, you know, in between, and and that's what they're doing. They, they're just they're. I'm not over there right now. My my assumption is that at night they're doing walkthroughs, uh, yeah. indoors, um, and they're having meetings. So, you know, they're after practice. It's it's not like they're going home and chilling for the rest of the day. They're they're they may have two or three meetings a day, uh, et cetera, but. You know, I will say this as well. Young kids step up as soon as they get an opportunity. Very few kids just create their own opportunity because they're so great. Very few. I mean, uh, uh, Dale Carter, um, some of these other guys. But that's just few and far between. An offensive lineman, when they get in and see their urgency, they step up. So I, I think I think we're going to be fine. You say, you say they've been very fortunate to have lack of injuries. I agree with that. However, I would suggest that that they've done a wonderful job with uh, average players. Obviously, a top ten pick, but he wasn't a top ten pick two years ago. He wasn't even a first couple day pick two years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'd have told you that Ali, if I'd have told you, if I'd have told you a couple of years ago, and I'm not knocking Ali Lane, but if I'd have told you he was a starting offensive lineman here, you would have said, "Oh boy, we're in trouble." But you know yeah. what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. These guys have proven. These guys have proven. You know, they have the ability to develop guys, and under their tutelage, guys have gotten better. So I'm open-minded to that. Just like well, I'm well, open-minded this, to the if fact I told that, you two years yeah. ago. That Princeton Fant would have thrown a touchdown pass, received a touchdown pass, 
and 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 rushed a touchdown pass two years ago, you'd have said, "Wow, I didn't even know he was still on the team." Yep, that's exactly right. If I would have told you two years ago that Cedric Tillman, before these guys came in, and and Jalen Hyatt would be the talk of their preseason teams, respectively, you'd be going, "Huh, that's interesting." No one would have had that hot take. If you would have told me that before this camp, I wouldn't have believed it. Because I think you and I are of the same mindset that, and I'm not knocking Hyatt, but I was of the mindset that he was the next guy up and the beneficiary of all that. And he's proven me wrong because he's gone out into that camp and has lit it up. And I don't know if you've heard what's being said about Cedric Tillman, but Randy Moss said, and I, it's hard to believe the Browns got something right, but Randy Moss is saying that, this is the best the best wide receiver to enter the NFL in a long, long, long time. That's Randy Moss's words, not mine. See, I saw that, but I, I didn't know if that was a true account of his. But but none, you but both can be both of those statements can be correct. Jalen Hyatt can be a fantastic player and can be highlighted in that system. That is, that is, and, and the next guy, Dante Thornton, could do the exact same things. We'll see. Uh, I'm not here to criticize Jalen Hyatt. I have said, and I do believe that last year he was the third best wide receiver on the team. That sounds absurd, given the fact that his parents have a Blitnikoff Trophy. Uh, but uh, I, I believe that. I, I believe Cedric Tillman's the most complete receiver on the team last year, and I believe Brew McCoy was just absolutely unstoppable. Different skill set. And obviously, they did not match him up the same way. Um, but uh, I believe that, and I and I celebrate because the more Tillman and Hyatt um, succeed, the more recruiting uh, push we'll get. And so I, I hope they all are all pros, Hall of Famers. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. We're going to kick it around, talk some football with you today, break it down scientifically. If you want to get in the hunt and in the mix with us. Also, um, I do want to say one thing. Those of you who are looking for something fun to do, when the Baltimore Orioles are on your television, turn them on. They played a Midsummer Night's Classic last night with the Astros. Might be a preview of what's coming in the playoffs in the American League. Brian, do your comparison to the living listeners so they kind of comprehend what Baltimore is doing right now that you uh, shared with me last night. Well, they followed a similar kind of path to the Tennessee baseball program. Tennessee was a very bad team in a very tough league. Baltimore, just two years ago, was a the worst team in a very tough division. And in two short years, like the Vols did, they rose to the top of their league and division overwhelmingly. And that's what Baltimore's done in two short years. They looked like they were really going to be struggling for a long time, and then all of a sudden they tanked enough to where everything's come together two years later. And they have kind of balls like, and they have kind of a they have kind of a nutty manager uh, who kind of runs hot, and um, but they've got a really good young solid team around them. And, man, they are fun to watch. They score a bunch of runs. They play like college baseball. 
in the major league ranks and you know the american league is very good and they've got a great record and it's not fluky i mean they played a classic game last night and i love listen cinco lived for a while up in that dc area and that that corridor there those people love their baltimore orioles up there they love their orioles and that's a franchise, and that's a fan base that deserves to win some games, kind of like the Pittsburgh fan base, kind of like the Cincinnati fan base. You know, it's a shame that the economics of the sport have created a deal where the Yankees and Red Sox kind of rule the roost in their division. Not this year, it, though. It's funny that the Yankees can spend all that money, but yet the Orioles can have a team that's how far? How many games ahead are they of the Yankees right now, Brian? They're like eleven to twelve games ahead of the Yankees and Red Sox, who are fighting for last place. Bino using or to stay out of last place. Using Bino, the term that uh, was said to me: shame, 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 shame on Bino. As Matt Dixon said about me using Joe Milton as a summer skit, which. Matt Dixon's wrong about that. What I say about Joe Milton is I, I'm i hoping it's true, but I'm like Sean. Look, when you have a full body of work, and, yeah, you're under a new coach, and that's a wonderful thing, but when you have a full body of work, your full body of work to this point is who you are until you go out there and do it. It's kind of like, you know, Sean said a good thing. But Elijah Simmons and, and then the, the other, the, the local kid, Barron, you know, Barron at times looks like a world beater. And then at times, you don't hear his name for four quarters. And one thing Matt Dixon said yesterday that we're going to watch closely here, and I know Rodney Garner knows this, Tennessee's pass rush has to get home more this year. They just have, they've got to figure out a way to do, you know, they did it in the bowl game which allowed them, with that young quarterback, I think they were taking risks in that bowl game. They didn't take in SEC games. But they're going to play a bunch of inexperienced quarterbacks this year. You wonder, you wonder with all the flux of quarterback, if that's going to give them the, uh, um, the luxury, maybe, of turning it up. I can promise you this. They're going to turn it up against Virginia because Virginia is not going to be able to Virginia's not going to be able to run the ball, be able to throw the ball. they got a Division II quarterback. I mean, they're not going to be able to do anything. They're going to get swallowed. They're going to get absolutely swallowed. At any rate, if you want to jump in, 865-200-5402. We are wide open for you. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to add somebody to the all-Megan Rapino team, we'll keep that uh, topic rolling today. We had several uh, very good... Uh, uh, several very good entries for the all Rapino team. And then I do want to give uh, a shout-out today to Y for helping me with my uh, Italy uh, trip recap that we did over at the blog today over at tclub.team, including also over at tclub.team. Not only do we give you some Italy, some inside the Tennessee basketball deal and how they're looking at things after the Italia trip, but we also... Um, have a nugget over there about how Penny Hardaway, behind the scenes, I'm just going to tell you this, behind the scenes, Penny Hardaway's been trying to make nice with Rick Barnes and his staff. Memphis has gotten a lot of heat because Tennessee's off their schedule. They've gotten a lot of heat for their basketball schedule, period. And, and here's the deal. 
Penny Hardaway hasn't played nice with people. And when you don't play nice in that sport, that's a sport of the basketball deal where the coaches make the schedules out. And the way Penny Hardaway has behaved has inhibited them from playing a national schedule. Cal was a Cal was nice to people. Like Cal and Barnes, they're cool with each other, John Calipari. And if John Calipari was at Memphis right now, Rick Barnes would play him. He'd play him. Rick Barnes is not going to play that clown. And I do mean clown. C-L-O-W-N. Put a red nose on him. Those of you that are in Memphis, I'm not trying to offend you. And I like Penny Hart. Great player. Incredible. Anthony Hardaway, great player. Great Orlando Magic player. Uh, before he got hurt, was tracking to be a Hall of Fame member. He was going to be a great player. If Shaquille O'Neal didn't leave down there, who knows what they could have done. But the way he behaved toward Barnes was just, you just don't do that. You just don't. And then they're, now they're behind the scenes, they're begging. They want to play a game. I guess you do. You, do now, and you know me, I'm for the Memphis series. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing uh, annually. We should play them. But, hey, man, you got out of line. And when you got out of line, you lose your place. When you get out of line, you lose your place. So we'll come back on the air side if you have a thought on that. But the basketball stuff, uh, Tony Valls is trying to figure out if they can get that Lithuanian team over here for a non-league baseball series. That looks like one of Tony Valls' some of his handiwork. I mean, you talk about some stiffs. We'll come back on the other side. Eight, sorry, Tony Valls. 865-200-5402 right after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly 
promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Gypsy Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville. With a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through toninobaliardo.com. A loud and live production. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. And for seniors helping seniors, now I'm at the Jersey Shore, so tomorrow I'm going to take a day. And I'm going to tape my guitar, and I'm going to go sit on the boardwalk, and or my mandolin, and just go forget about life for a while. It's great Billy Joel once said, Piano Man. Tomorrow, John Adams will be in the hunt in the mix, and he's going to host the show. Now, Brian Hartman, after John's column that dropped today over at KnoxNews.com, has taken to calling John Pandering John, which is kind of an unfortunate uh, nickname for John after all these years, Brian, I think. So Pandering. What? 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 Well, the man you call Pandering John, if you haven't seen his column today, is predicting a New Year's Day 6 bowl game in football. An Elite Eight in basketball, a return in men's basketball, a Sweet 16 for the Lady Vols, a return to the Women's College World Series in softball, and a return to the Men's College World Series for Tony Vols. You're right, Brian. That is a little pandering. Elite Eight basketball. Second Elite Eight in the history of the school. If those things come to pass, that would be the greatest year in the history of Tennessee sports. And he wrote it, sort of a throwaway column in August. And Brian has taken to calling him Pandering John now. And... uh, in light of, uh, or ahead of his uh, appearance tomorrow where he hosts tomorrow's show. He'll be in the Raymere studio hosting tomorrow's program. Pretty good nickname, Brian, you came up with there, Pandering John. Sounds like a character from MASH back in the day. Oh, I, I like it. I like what he's done. I think, I hope all that comes true. All right, Cinco, let's go through these line by line, then we'll go to the phones. And I'll ask the living listener if they're buying, selling, or trading what Adams is selling today or if they're smoking it, if they're smoking from his uh, stash. Here we go. You ready? Yes, uh, New Year's Day 6 bowl game for the Tennessee football team. Yes or no? Yes. Uh, Rick Barnes and company, Elite 8 in basketball. I just have to go with history and say no. Sweet 16 in uh, women's basketball for KJH. Uh, I, I have no comment. I have no idea. 
Women's College World Series softball. Yes. Men's College World Series Tony Balls. Is that Omaha? That'd be or, Omaha. Or postseason. Omaha. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to believe see it to believe it. Hmm. Nice. So we're not gonna refer to him as pandering Sean today. I mean, Brian, that's a pretty rough nickname you came up with for Adams. Well, oh, yeah, Brian, you, Brian, you take the test. You ready? Yeah, I, I go ahead. And you're going to have to answer for that nickname, by the way, tomorrow. And Adams is sitting in there. Here we go. New Year's Day six bowl game, football. I'll, uh, I'll say they'll go to the either the outback of the. These, the one in Orlando. I'll, I'll go. Which I'll, would be great. Yeah. I think that's where I'll, I got him. That'd be a great season. Yeah. Nine and three would be a great season. Because you got to win ten if you want to get in one of those New Year's Day six bowl games. Which this team easily, I mean, not easily. This team could win ten games. No doubt about it. Um, moving along. Elite eight basketball. I'll buy it. Sweet 16 women's basketball. Yeah, I'll buy that. By the way, my friends at Alumni Hall and my friends at Calhoun's, uh, in fact, all my friends and our sponsorship family would love every minute of what John Adams is cooking. They would love to see all these things come to pass. Because these are things that you will celebrate. These are things you put on T-shirts. These are things that... Really, the weak link in the chain is the women's basketball program, well, it looks like, from alum- the expectations. Alumni Hall wants to see that, too. They want to sell those That's t-shirts. what I'm saying. No doubt about it. I mean, if Rick Barnes got to, got to an Elite Eight, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? You'd sell out of those shirts. Brian, you imagine your heart rate in an Elite Eight basketball game, Game on the line to get to a Final Four. You imagine, Brian, what that would feel like for you late in the game. That 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 mythical place, like gone down the like Darby gone down the yellow brick road. Can you imagine that, Brian? Just imagine Philly. Oh, oh, in that moment. Oh, a Philly of the world. Oh. All right, moving along here. Hmm. Moving along. Um, women's softball ending up back in Oklahoma City, Bry. Yeah, I'll buy that. Omaha for the men, Bry. I'll buy that. Well, you were close. Let's go to the phones. But you're referring to him as pandering John. It's just uh, not not befitting of, of, of this show. Let's get Alan in here. Al, welcome in. Hey, guys. How are you all doing today? Good, brother. How you doing, man? Oh, doing good. Doing good. Headed, headed, headed in your direction, Tony. I'm headed up towards Allentown. Ah, oh, are you uh, coming on a visit, or what, what are you doing? Oh, I, I, I drive a truck. I make a regular delivery mm. in Northampton. Mm. Yeah, up, uh, up in that New Jersey area. I was up there... Uh, Monday night when those storms come through. Hey, man, we uh, 
my my brother's neighborhood got like literally ripped apart. They had a they had a uh, straight line wind come, knock a telephone line, literally knock a telephone line to the ground. The transformer hit the hit the pavement and caught on fire. Sparks were shooting out of it. Uh, they lost their power. I'm with him down here, but they lost their power. Uh, and then what a mess, man. And then what happened in, to some of our friends in West Knoxville today? I was talking with Blair from over at Cherokee Distributing today. I'm the guy that works on his vacation. Anyway, he was telling me that one neighborhood over from him just got literally bombarded. And his, wherever where he lives, didn't get touched. And, uh, man, you driving a truck, you guys have to be really careful out there uh, with this severe weather we've been having. As you, you, do you keep your head on a swizzle uh, when it comes to uh, the weather, man, at this time of the year? Yes, sir. Uh, nowadays, we've got weather apps on our phones and alerts. I can track radar. Yep. I, I knew that it was coming. Of course, your options are limited. You know, I stayed at the location where I unloaded at. Yep. And just and let, just and let it pass over, but you never know when a tornado is probably one of our biggest fears. It comes mm. through a few years ago and hit exit twenty nine up in Virginia. Hit a big truck stop in Virginia and it mm. killed a few truck drivers. Mm. And there's nowhere to go. I mean, well, you know, if I if I'm awake and I can maybe get under a bridge, but I was amongst some other trailers and. Away from the product that I haul, I felt like I was probably as safe as I could be. But uh, that's part of my ignorance, right? Rain, you know? Well, well, part of my ignorance on this because I, when I talk to my TLD guys, I'm, I'm fascinated with the whole trucking deal. Because as you've heard me say on here, you guys keep America moving, and I really believe that. And I appreciate the sacrifice that our truckers make uh, to do what they do for us to enjoy the lifestyle that we do. Because that, you know, a lot of people have this thing where they uh, hate the fact that the truckers are on the road and this, that, and the other. You guys literally keep America moving. But let me ask you a question. So, like, when you're in a in a really rough storm in an 18-wheeler, is it difficult to keep control of the rig, or do the winds have to be, like, extremely high to shake, your, shake you all up? It depends on if you're loaded or empty. If you're loaded... The wind will move you, but it's basically what you feel in a car. Mm. If you're empty, it can actually turn the truck over. If you're, oh my if you're gosh, hauling a, really? a van, a van, what we call a van is a, just what you a regular fifty-three foot trailer that you see on the road. Yeah. Every now and then you haul a an empty load or a deadhead, and those are like pulling a camper. Basically, there's no weight to them. And they can blow over. You really have to be aware of if you're in an area where the wind blows out in Nebraska, Omaha, where they can blow you over. But for the most part, well, just like the other night I left, and I, I spent about four hours in a horrible rain, lightning, windstorm. My biggest fear is other people on the road because you've got four-wheelers that are scared, and they're doing 35 miles an hour. Mm. And then what we call really big riggers that are doing 90 miles an hour. And so it's, you're just always on alert. When it comes to that kind of storm, you really, our biggest fear is what the other guy's going to do. Yeah. So you guys are watching each other because you know if he's empty, 
he could easily. So that's that's a good tip for people that are out there in storms. You don't know whether that that rig next to you is loaded or if it's empty. If it's empty, it's going to blow all over the road. That's a uh, that's a pretty interesting piece of uh, of of something to watch out for. And I'll tell you, man, the other night up here in Jersey, I was talking about this yesterday, but you know I'm 55, 50, 56. I keep forgetting my age. We look up in the sky. We were walking. We knew it was coming, but we wanted to go out and take a walk in it beforehand because it's kind of cool to walk when you're at an ocean town right before the right before a storm. There's just something about it. You can kind of feel the atmosphere, and we wanted to get a walk in, so we just took like a little mile walk, whatever. But man, when we were coming back, I saw a ripple in the sky here that I've never saw, like a cloud formation that I had never seen. And uh, my daughter looked up at me, and she said, "She said, you see that over there?'" I said, "I just saw it." She said, "We better get out of here." And I mean, it blasted, blasted this place like blast job. And uh, it's pretty scary stuff. But you didn't call to talk about that. I'm sorry. So get into your uh, your Tennessee football talk, and and I always appreciate your uh, your point of view. So go ahead, Al. Yes, sir. I've got a I've got a question for you, and then I'll. Yeah. If you want me to take your your test? I can. Uh, yeah, hit it. Concerning concerning Joe Milton. Okay. If I could erase from your memory the 2021 season of Joe Milton, and the only thing you can remember is what he did last year, how much would that change your perspective going into this year? Well, but you also have him at Michigan, so I mean, uh, yeah. Like, I, like, sure, yeah, like I mean, here's my thing with him, but it's a great question, right? Like, say, say our only exposure to him would have been him in that bowl game last year. Obviously, I would feel differently about him. That's the 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 obvious answer to that, and the honest answer to that is, I would feel differently about him. My thing about Joe Milton is, and I don't, and I don't mean this personally toward him. I don't. I don't, you know, I don't mean anything by this other than to say, hey, can Leopard's your spot? Sure. Do players get better? Yes. Does that staff develop guys? Yes. Is Matt Dixon's point about Josh Heupel uh, always has excellent quarterback play true? Yes, it is. However, this is a big however, Josh Heupel always has excellent quarterback play because he's not afraid to move off of guys. He did it at Central Florida. He did it at Missouri. And he would do it here if Joe Milton doesn't perform like he did in a couple of years ago. So to your point, Al, I mean, it's if that was my only exposure to him, I'd go, hey, man, we got a really nice quarterback for the upcoming year. But that's... I have too much information, though, to answer that question. You see what I'm saying? 100%. And I'm, I ask you that question, and I'm on the same page you are. Yeah. There's an old, there's a, uh, a famous philosopher that, you know, said, we shall see what we shall see. So that's, that's going to be our answer. Do we get the 21 Joe Milton or the 22 yep. Joe Milton? And that was my interest, and that's some of the, the conversations I'm having with my friends. We've got them on either side. We're either one way or the other. We're either getting it or the 21 or the 22, and I don't know. I'm hoping we'll get the, the 22 and they've developed him. 
But I, I so I, that probably wasn't a fair question. Me, me having the same answer. I knew you were going to have. Well, no, it's a it's a really fair question because it's it's frustrated a lot of people this off season that I won't come off of that or that you and I won't come off of that. But and Sean's kind of the same way. Look, I want it to be true. I hope the guy goes out and smokes the world this year. Because here's the truth. In this offense, with those wide receivers, Sean, the guy could touch getting into the Heisman conversation if he goes out and, and has the season he could have. He really could. He could become a story in college football this year. He really could. Like that possibility absolutely exists for him, Senko. It really does. It does. Go ahead, Sean. The thing that it should encourage you and anybody with the quarterback play here is the fact that Josh Heupel and his staff don't ask his quarterbacks to do things that they're not good at. The reason he's been successful with a limp-armed Sam Bradford, with small guys at UCF, with yeah. guys at, with uh, you know with Drew Locke, etc., is he finds yeah. what they can do, and then they do that. They don't yeah. ask them. I don't think you're going to see Joe Milton will will likely push a pile uh, to get fourth and one or third and one. But and he may go out and run a bit, but I don't think you're gonna he's gonna ask be asked to fake option go into the end zone. I just don't think they're gonna do that. Nor are they going to have him do throws that are going to cause problems. You know, it's it's okay to throw the ball deep because if you overthrow it, it's likely out of bounds. You throw over the head of receivers in the SEC, you're likely gonna get picked by a safety. So I think they are going to find ways that he can be successful and just harp on those ways because he's always yep. done that. Okay, I'll take the quiz. You ready? Yes, sir. New Year's Day six ball game. These are John Adams' predictions. New Year's Day six ball game. Yes, sir. I think we'll make it. Yeah. Elite eight basketball. I want to use the Poli Joe slash Jim Mora response. Elite eight? Elite eight, elite eight. Are you kidding? Sweet, uh, sweet, no, sweet, I, 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 or sweet. Yeah, sweet, I think, I think. sweet sixteen women's basketball. What do you think? Uh, yes, sir. I think they will. Yeah. Uh, women's softball team, college world series. Absolutely, I think she built a powerhouse. I think that'll be uh, a pretty easy, pretty, pretty easy passport. Tony Valls back to Peyton Manning's production company, Omaha. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think that'll be a, uh, I think they'll be a leader in the clubhouse to get there. I'll tell you this. If that basketball team got to that Elite Eight and all those other things happened, be the greatest sports year on record. Can, can, can we get you on record right now, Tony, though, that if the women get to the Sweet 16, that we can start having a women's post-game basketball show with you and Bryony? Well, it's going to be really hard for me and Brian to do that, Al, because Bino has requested that as soon as we begin that franchise that he host it full time. <laughs> thank you, Al. Good it talking lasts, to you. It lasts about three minutes. <laughs> thank, thank you. Could you imagine being out, Brian, doing the women's post game and having the like get on there and 
break it down scientifically. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine that, Tony. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Bino, not around to defend himself. Let's get Bino's favorite caller in here. Ladies and gentlemen, the guy is an artist. He's a wizard as he floats up in space. Everybody's wondering how he get there. Hey, Titans Bill, where'd you get those shoes? Hey, how you doing, buddy? Do you remember the old uh, Converse? Do you remember the Converse commercial for, Hey, Dr. J, where'd you get those shoes? <laughs> yeah. You're an artist. You're a wizard as you float up in space. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you something, Tony. You sounded like the late Michael Conrad when he starred in Hill Street Blues with that Let's Be Careful out there. Let's be careful, sports fans. Let's be careful out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he would always say that. Let's be always careful say that. out there. Well, you got to be careful, Bill. Yeah, that's true. Um uh, you know, on another note, you brought up the Baltimore Orioles. I can remember a lot of them great teams that they had under Earl Weaver. You know, Brooks yep. and Frank Robinson, yep. Boog Powell. My sister Sam would call him Boogie Powell. Who were the and, four uh, starters, Bill, that won 20 games in 71? Can you remember? I believe one of them was Mark Quayar. Quayar was one of them. Dave McNally. Jim, Jim Palmer. Palmer, and who was the fourth one? This always gets people. I can't think of the other one. Dobson. Pat Dobson. Dobson was the fourth. That's right. Ex-Detroit Tiger. That's correct. I can remember. When he played for the Tigers, he stunk. But once he went to the Orioles, he was a superstar. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brian, think about that today. Four guys... In the same, same pitching staff winning 20 games, Brian. Think about that. You talk about things that will never happen again in sports. That will never happen again in sports. It used to almost happen with the Braves every year. They had had four guys capable of doing that. You, you are smoking something that comes from plants. Well, not now, but 20 years ago in the 90s they did. The problem now with baseball, Bill, is they can't wait to get the starters out of the game. So you can't you can't get decisions. Yeah. With Sean yeah. Sinclair and myself, we can't understand that. What are these guys, yeah. made of glass? So, you know, I think, let's see, there's only one World Series that Weaver won. That was, uh, let's say here now, um, if I had to guess, 52 years ago, 1971. No. He beat the Phillies in eighty. He beat the Phillies in eighty. He beat the Phillies in eighty three. The Wee's kids, and he made me cry. This was Earl. This was this was Earl. We. I'm talking about Earl Weaver. That was Joe Altabelli. Oh, you're right. Joe uh, Weaver was gone by then. Meet Cleaver Weaver. Uh, Cinco, do you remember Meet Cleaver Weaver from Georgia? Eddie Meet Cleaver Weaver. I've heard that. I remember uh, Joe Turkey Jones. Joe Turkey Jones. <laughs> Broke Terry Bradshaw's leg. Boom. Turkey Jones. Earl Weaver was more the Woody Hayes of baseball. He was always, always loved to protest and yep. 
Yeah. Always like to bicker and all this to the umpires. He got thrown out of more games than anyone. Yep. Any manager, of course, Sparky Anderson was probably second when it came to getting thrown out of games. Earl so. Weaver invented a lot of things, though, in baseball. Uh, he was quite, uh, he, he actually was a lot more than bluster. He's a very good manager in his day. He's very, um, he's very creative manager. And uh, But you're right. The, the way those guys used to explode on umpires is one of the, is what was one of the more charming aspects. Baseball's lost that now that we're in the um, uh, we're in the uh, replay era. We've lost the ability yeah. to go out there and throw dirt on umpires. Yeah, it, that was fifty three years ago, and they beat the Cincinnati Reds that year. And of course, you were mentioning your Phillies. That was nineteen eighty three. Bill, you've got the mind. You've got a scary mind, my friend. You and of course, me. And, of course, the superstars on that team were Cal Ripken Jr. Yep. and Eddie Murphy. Or Eddie Murray, excuse me, Eddie Murray. Eddie Murphy's the comedian. Cinco, what kind of Paul player do you think Eddie Murphy would have been, in your humble opinion? I don't think he would make it to the majors. Do you have a favorite movie of Eddie Murphy, Cinco? Wow, that's a good one. Um, yes. You know, I like all the movies. He's had some good ones, but I like I like when he's with the when he's the Clumps, who Sherman Clump mm-hmm. and all them. When he played mm-hmm. all those characters, that, that's my favorite. How about you, those Bill? What's your favorites. favorite Eddie? What's your favorite Eddie Murphy movie, Bill? I would probably say Beverly Hills Cop One and Beverly Hills Cop Two. Oh, uh, was that that was with Nick Nolte, right? Eddie, no, Forty Eight uh, no. Hours was Nick Nolte. No. I love the Forty Eight Hours movie. Judge Reinhold co-starred in both of them movies with Murphy. I love Judge Reinhold too. Such a funny guy. So what a great natural comedian he was. Eddie Murray yeah, looked like uh, Lamont Sanford, and he looked like he's half asleep when he played. Now, Brian, that's not, you know, you're going to compare a guy to Lamont Sanford and say he looked half asleep. A guy could swing a bat from the left side, you clown. He looked like he was half, half asleep. I tell you what, that guy could hit a baseball. He got a sweet swing. Eddie Murray had a sweet. But what's your favorite Eddie Murphy I think he's the movie, Brian? leader in home runs for switch hitters. Hello. What's your favorite, um, what's your favorite Eddie Murphy movie, Brian? Do you have one? Uh, I don't really. Not shocking, is it, Bill? No, not shocking. He would he wouldn't know a good he would Brian Brian wouldn't know it's like the same with the television show. Brian Hartman wouldn't know a good television show if it bit him in the can. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good caller on co there, There's not very many of them out there nowadays. You probably would think that Bemis and Butthead was a better show than Matlock. No, it wasn't you, Brian. Be- hey, 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 uh, hey, Titans Bill, it was Beavis, and you're out of here. It's not Bemis, you clown. It's Beavis. And Beavis and Butthead was a better show than than Matlock, you clown. Yeah, I'm going to go. You put now. me in that column as well. Beavis and Butthead, the original was laugh-out-loud funny. It was yep. politically incorrect. It was totally stupid. It was the very best of my finger humor. 
which I have time for. I'm a sophomoric, moronic, idiotic, and damn proud of it. Let's go to the phones. No. Let's do this. Hour number two on the radio. I want to hear from you on the other side. Take the quiz the Titans build didn't stick around long enough for. Will the Vols get to a New Year's Day six bowl game in honor of Pandering John? Pandering John says the basketball team's gone to the Elite Eight. He also says, uh, John Adams does, that the baseball team's going to play in the College World Series. The women's basketball team is going to the Sweet 16, which makes them the weak link. And the softball team is going to go to the field of dreams. The field of dreams. We're down with King and Queens. And ain't parking beans. Take a brief time out. More on the other side. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Automobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at automobilekeys.com. You can email us at cody at automobilekeys.com. Automobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorne Middle School football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go Tigers! Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you. 865-200-5402 on the radio. Great to be with you on your Tony Basilio show. Check out tclub.team today. That's the hub of everything that we do. Everything that's going on, all our special announcements, all that good stuff, that's the hub. Tclub.team, tclub.team. Today over there, there's an article about the, uh, uh, a report, I should say, about the trip to Italy. Sean Sinclair, did you watch any of the basketball? I did. I watched bits and pieces of uh, all the games. And what did you uh, think of the uh, team? Um, I'm not a basketball expert. It looks like um, that we have uh, you, you have to be excited about Tobey Awaka. Um, he's just I just a guy that a guy that thrives on contact and just loves to rebound. Uh, he's got my vote right there. I mean, he's a he just I don't know, I don't know if he is bigger, but he looks like a bigger Oscar. Schwebe or however you pronounce his name, but it, it looks like that we will have in this modern game four or five guys that are pretty consistent from three point range, and it looks like we have some guys that uh, uh, a guy that can go to the hole uh, in Dillion, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yep, and it looks right. like we have some guys that um, can handle the ball. I don't know if we have a Kennedy Chandler uh, ball handler, but it looks like we have guys so. We look to be a solid team. Um, uh, if um, I'm not sure we have all that much inside, even though I just said Awaka's a monster. Uh, you know, if he's not in there, I, I think we could, we might, you know, succumb to some bigger teams. But um, I'm excited about this team. I really oh, am. You should be. I, this, this has a chance to be. Rick Barnes' best basketball team he's had since he's been here. These guys are really, really good. We break the full roster down in terms of who the nine are that we think are going to get into the rotation, who the next guy up, 
and then the next two, and then the red shirt prospect. It's all there for you. 865 200 with a with a capsule and some nuggets on who stood out in um, Italia. Pretty hard to play the game when you're getting loaded on spaghetti and meatballs. And Brian, I, I haven't been to the old country. They tell me, though, when you go over there, that unlike our restaurants here, there they encourage you to linger. And they want you, Brian, to um, sit there, and they get offended if you don't sit down for a good 45 minutes to an hour. They want you to hang out, talk to them, and eat the food. Well, that's, that's about how long you're sitting at most restaurants, though, about 45 minutes to an hour. So, Let's go back to the phones. Brian sells for nothing. Rod in Clarksville is up next with us. Rod, good day to you, my friend. You too, Tony Bay. Good day, good day, good day. I just wanted to say, firstly, that uh, Sean Sinclair was spot on about what he said about uh, Hypo and his development of quarterbacks. I just mm-hmm. had to mention that. I appreciate you saying that, Sean. It's very true. And secondly, the best Eddie Murphy movie of all time is Mr. Church. Y'all need to look that up. It's on Streamline right now. You know, Netflix, that that whole genre. But it's Mr. Church. And thirdly, Tony, I have is to Mr. Is you know, Mr. Church new? Is that a new? Is that a new newer flick? It's a newer flick, like 2019. But you got to see, mm. Tony. It, you and your wife. I'm telling y'all, it's a good flick for you and the family. It, it's unbelievable. It's the best movie he's ever made. You, mm. You'll see what I'm talking about. You, you'll remind me on the air the next time after you watch it. You, you'll remind me. But thirdly, Is it a comedy? Tony, no, it's not a comedy. I can't tell you about the movie, Tony, because it'll give it away. All right, all right, all right. I mean, don't spoil it. Don't spoil okay. Write it down, Tony. Write it down, Mr. Church. Mr. Church. Mr. Church. But thirdly, I got to touch on, I mean, because y'all know I'm in Clarksville. I'm a little bit close to Memphis. But I have to break this down one time to you, Tony. It blows my mind. Anthony Penny Hardaway mm-hmm. has tried to take on the persona of being a thug in Memphis, and he has ruined himself. That's what has happened. He tried to take on the persona of the team and the city, and now he's trying to thug his way through college basketball in its background. Can't get anybody to play him. People. One of their wait. One of their assistant coaches was on social media the other day, and people were making fun of their schedule. And he said, "Well, we're trying to get Tennessee, but they're running for. They're not running from you, dude. They just don't want to play you because you didn't handle yourself a class. I mean, Rick Barnes are going to play that game. Rick Barnes isn't afraid to play people. Look at Tennessee's schedule, Rod. You think they're afraid of Memphis? I mean, are you afraid of Memphis? Of course, they're not afraid of Memphis. Hey, Sean, you spent time in Memphis. Sean, Sean, you have friends in Memphis, and, and you and I both like Penny Hardaway. I like him. But but he did not handle that well. He just didn't. No, I, and I, I agree with the caller. I think that uh, uh, Penny, uh, is long, along with uh, Elliot Perry and Cedric Henderson, Deuce Ford, some of the very, very likable guys. In fact, Penny was uh, you know, he's a sweet guy, quite frankly. I mean, he is a yep. sweet guy. And this... Um, uh, this what this persona that he tried to put on, uh, balling his fist and everything. It, I mean, even you know, even they created little Penny uh, Nike did because Penny Hardaway was so shy uh, that they had to create a uh, they had to create a cartoon uh, to be what Penny Hardaway should have been. 
He's just right. a sweet guy. And so I, I, I and I believe that uh, I believe that um, uh, I believe that when they doled out all that money for it that that class a couple of years ago, I said I think that blew up in in um, in Penny's face as well. Yep. Um, yep. He, he needs to go back. He needs to go back to doing him. Trusting what he does, I don't think he's a great coach by any stretch, but I think he's a good coach. And the best thing for him to do would be to lay low, yep. uh, you know, make his bones in coaching, not rely on Larry Brown or some other guys, and just do his thing. But no, I I I, I believe totally that he regrets that because I don't believe that's true, Penny Hardaway. I truly don't believe that. He it's came out yesterday and said it's his greatest mistake. He said it. He said his his greatest regret since he's been at Memphis is the way he treated Rick Barnes, and he and he and he copped to it. And and Rod, you gotta you gotta give a guy credit that would say that out loud. Now they're trying to get Tennessee to play him, so he's doing a little pandering. But at the same time, you and I know Rick Barnes. Do you think Rick Barnes is going to play him anytime soon? There's no way. Not in no way. Years. No, no way. way. No way. But I'm telling you, that's what happened. He tried to adjust to that you know, personality that Memphis has in a backfire on. Take the, uh, take the uh, pandering uh, John test. Are you ready? Here we go. Oh, New, Year's Day six, uh, New Year's Day 6 for the Vols. Yes or no? Bowl game. Yes. Uh, Elite 8 basketball team. Final four. Uh, women's basketball team, Sweet 16. Negative. The, um, women's softball team, World Series. All the way. Tony Vols, World Series. All the way. Cut them all down. Let's have four championships in one year. Rod, you're my man, including a Final Four. I will sign up for that twice on Sunday. Have a good day. Let's go back to the phones. You're the man. Josh is up next with us. Hey guys, welcome in. Hey Josh, how you doing? Good, good, good Tuesday. Good, uh, good Wednesday to you. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting my days here. Yeah, oh, I understand. I hope you're enjoying your trip. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> something Doctor Sinclair touched on last week when I was listening that about the you know getting the Joe Mills and thing in this was. If you go back last year and look at their worst three offensive performances, mm-hmm. it was obviously Georgia because of just talent, mm-hmm. but it was also Pittsburgh and Clemson. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the NFL draft, those are the only three teams that had a defensive tackle that was taken in the first round of the draft last year. And mm-hmm. it's something he said, I saw up the middle of the field. And, if you, and I went back after he said this, couldn't sleep watching the Clemson game on YouTube. Like, no offense to Jerome Carvin, and I know he played hard and, and all these things, but they got whipped a lot in the middle of the field. And it almost looked like last year after the Pittsburgh game because they didn't run the ball very well against Pittsburgh. They never really looked in sync. Maybe they adjusted, I don't know, to, to say, hey, we got to help these guys out because we're getting killed in the middle of the field. Now, for Joe Milton, the thing he doesn't do that Hooker did is there, if you can remember, in almost every game there was a play where they had him corralled in the backfield mm-hmm. and he got away and made a big play. So mm-hmm. that would be the most concerning spots to me is not even Milton, but it's just the center of the line of scrimmage. 
And I think that's well thought out by you. Sean, your thoughts on his observation, who uh, was spurned by a comment you made uh, to uh, study it further. Your thoughts, Cinco? I think that to elaborate on that, what I saw in Joe Milton was when the pocket collapses, his head goes down. Hmm. Instead of trying to find an escape route, he, he, it, it, that's not his strength, is trying to elude people and escape. Um, and you saw that over and over and over again. He just he kind of freezes. Uh, no one's doubting his physical size. That's just not his... I've not seen absolute... I'm not trying to compare him with someone like a Brady or some Tom Brady. Of course not. But a lot of those guys can make decisions just like snap, 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 and get out of a play or whatever. I've not seen that in Joe Milton. When, when things break down, he seems to shut down in the pocket. And that's you know, a concern my, for me because, yeah, because not only not only does that uh, make you vulnerable for a bad play, it makes you vulnerable to get hurt. And when you just stand there and let the things collapse on you, 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 you you're you're vulnerable to cheap shots. And that's my biggest and I concern. Would, I don't. I think you'll. I think you'll see Nico come in a game because of Joe Milton get hurt more likely than you see Joe Milton fail. My and term you know, is instincts, Josh. Got, no, my term is instincts. When I when I look at Joe, okay, and I'm going back to the Clemson game where he got MVP and Matt Dixon gets all over me, but he just is not, and I'm not knocking him, okay? I'm not because I could never do what he's doing. But he's not what, what I – nobody's ever going to refer to him as instinctive out there. And I'm afraid – with the offensive line Tennessee's going to put in front of him, Hendon Hooker made that look a lot easier than it was last year. He just did. He yeah. just did. And uh, two things. One, I bet if you compared, you know, the 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 one of the NFL stats like pressure when the pocket collapses and their mm-hmm. percentage, Milton's probably night and day different from when they don't get any pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, up in his face, and mm-hmm. but. The interesting thing is, if we see that, you know, Hopple has. It'll be interesting to see what they do to try to help. Well, that's a great point, and if we see that, more to your point, every offensive coordin- every defensive coordinator, rather, on Tennessee's schedule sees that. Now, Virginia's not going to have the wherewithal or the athletes to do anything about it. Florida will. Florida game's going to be really, you know, Florida's down. We all agree. Florida has a history over Tennessee, 20 wins without a win, 20 years, rather, without a win down there. You know, it's a very interesting game. That's kind of a doorway game for Joe Milton, too, I'm, I, I think. In, in, in a lot of these games, when they see this, a lot of these teams, you know, South Carolina coming into Knoxville and Kentucky and Florida, they can almost look at it as, well, we might as well go out swinging because we're probably going to lose anyway. That's right. And, you know, you force them into a few mistakes. But that that's the interesting thing to me to say, well, can they improve any in the middle of the line, and then what will they do to help him when this is pretty obvious, it seems. 
Yeah, and that might have been one of the reasons why a couple of their better back options last year were left off the field because those guys just couldn't pass protect at all. They couldn't help a quarterback. And oh, you know, like, the, like what, Dylan Sams happened to Dylan? No doubt about it. They love Samson, but they you can't. Can, and and that's what that's what Hooker on the on the field. You you can't take a young kid and put him in that spot if they don't read and recognize what's going on. And you're going to get, especially if you have Joe Milton out there, you get that guy hurt. You'll get like Sean said, you'll get that guy hurt rather quickly if you if you do that. So you you bring up an excellent point, and I love your research regarding the fact that all three of those teams that we struggled against had. NFL talent in the middle of their defense. And, and you know, the, the thing about Clemson that, that I walk away from, even though Clemson was hoopty-ish when Tennessee played them, the and I wasn't as impressed as they're with their reputation, but they also had two defenders sit that game out who were both pro players. So you have to say about Clemson, Clemson plays in that league they're in. They play Southeastern Conference football. Now they're they're in a league that's not very good, but they're playing they're playing SEC football over there with the athletes they have on defense. Oh oh yeah, their front seven is is I don't think they have the the Clemson had the you know the personnel on the outside they used to have in some of the championships run, but yeah, their front seven. I mean, they had a lot of good athletes for sure. No doubt. I mean, I respect defensively. Defensively, that's pretty good football team. So, yeah. thank you, Josh. Thank you. Good talking to you, man. You know, Sean, yesterday I, I was talking about the fact that some people in our media were upset because Clemson's ranked ahead of Tennessee in this poll. And, I'm, you know, they were nine, and I'm going, hey, wait a second here, man. Clemson's in an easier league. Why shouldn't they be ranked ahead of us? Well, you've got a younger coach who wears two championship rings. They've been consistently in the playoffs over the past so many years. They're recruiting. Uh, they're they're a uh, they're a loud program in a uh, in a quiet league, and so it's it's only natural. You know, it, a lot of these people have to come up with content. You know, That's in, in point. the days of YouTube, about top five this, a top five that top five, five that. to do this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they they always have to come up with content, and and Clemson's an easy one to throw up there. Yep, uh, I think it's you know Clemson did. They were missing. We were, you know, we were missing our starting quarterback. They were sure. missing their starting quarterback. Their quarterback got lapped and then transferred. Yep. We were missing our, you know, two of our best three receivers. Where did there. their quarterback go? By the way, where is that guy? Do we know? Anybody know? Was he like at Oregon State or something out west, Pacific Northwest? He got drafted by baseball, but I don't think he's going that route. No, do you know where he is in college football, Bry? Did he? Did he look that up? He did go west somewhere. Speaking of the west, the west doesn't exist anymore. Let's go back to the phones. I guess it's not even a. What did you call it? Untuned ukulele. (laughs) Back to the. That's a shame. Back to the phones we go. If you think I'm gonna try and say that kid's name, I'm calling Nico. Nico. It's like Nico for life. I'm gonna get a button made. Nico. I'm not gonna tempt. Oregon State. Back to the phones. So he was he's gonna play in the pack the last year of the Pac ten. Do they give out well, shirts know, at the end of that? That's yeah. To add to that callers, what you can do is you can get the ball out of Joe's hands quickly. Yep. Spread the teams out, make sure that you're only getting four rushers and not a blitzer. 
um, make have him make quick decisions. He saw a lot of that at Central Florida. Yep. Um, you can, you know, and then when he has time, you get the mismatches. You know, they're talking about how, you know, just on today, the, um, uh, what's the face? Uh, Dante Thornton was clocked at over 24 miles an hour when he was at Oregon. So you got a 6'5 guy. So there are going to be mismatches. But if you can get a lot of times you're seeing him work this with the with the back going in motion and then catching a ball in the flat, uh, much like a sweep would be. So they can definitely take that away. Now, one thing I would suggest is, and you saw this with Manning a lot, you know, if, if it's not your specialty to elude the pocket, like Bryce Young. Uh, Bryce Young may have been one of the best I've ever seen at it. That's oh. not Joe Milton. But what Joe Milton can do is protect the ball and make sure he doesn't force a pass, make sure he doesn't fumble the ball. You know, Manning made a living of just falling down. It looked silly, but... And that, you know, in a lot of ways, it was a great play. Live to play another down. Let's get to T.N. Wolf in here, head of the Wolf Pack, and then Joshy Boy. T.N. Wolf, head of the Wolf Pack, welcome in. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's up? I tell you what, um, this year, more than ever, um, our pass protection, that's going to be one of the biggest keys to the whole season because to me it seems like when, when Milton gets under a lot of pressure, he kind of seems to cave in a little bit. And he sometimes even gets confused. And so, really, the better better pass protection that we're going to have, it seems like the better we're going to do. And, of course, we know Heupel. He's really good at offense, of course. So, I'm sure he's working on things that could that could help Milton and maybe be, um, with, uh, with this issue where he can be a more effective quarterback. Well, we've had some really astute callers today. And the truth is that the coordinators in this league and the coordinators on Tennessee schedule with the wherewithal to do it, are going to try and make him, obviously, as uncomfortable as possible. And Sean makes a great point. Uh, the Joe Milton at Michigan was a guy when pressured, the head went down. And the thing about him that's weird is he's not, he looks like a tremendous athlete. He's a guy with a great arm. He's not a great runner, though, and he doesn't like contact. So uh, my game plan would be, to get in his kitchen as much as humanly possible. And Matt Dixon had a great point about our team last year. We just didn't get – it's easy to beat on our secondary because our secondary is not very good and they're slow. Okay, fine. We all know that. But Tennessee's linebackers will be better this year defensively. There's no doubt they're going to be better. They've, they've, those, those guys have come a long way. Plus, one of the newcomers is going to play a bunch. And we were talking about this. And plus, they help themselves in the transfer portal. The thing that the thing that they've got to do though is they've got to get home some. That's what this game's about now. This game it's a it's a quarterback game. So you got to get that guy on the ground, hit him, make him uncomfortable, and uh, that's going to determine how we do in these big games. It, it really well, is. Another thing is I think you're, the young folks listening won't like this and they'll roll their eyes, and that's okay. But I think we also improve by attrition. I think you've seen that. Jeremy Banks is no longer what well, was cut before it even started. Mm-hmm. Juwan Mitchell was just thrown off Arizona State's team. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, uh, for us to get any kind of production out of the linebacker position is a testament to what Brian Jean Marie has done there. Yep. 
because it was it is, when you have guys that let, let's get real when you have guys that don't show up for practice when you guys have when you have, your leaders are late for practice when your leaders are popping off that's tough man and and and, and coach uh, BJM he he was able to get some some decent production out of that room so I think when you have solid guys like uh, Keenan Peely and Beasley and some of the younger guys that are following that kind of lead, I think that can only help. Well, I suspect that the defense this year, I think it's going to be a lot better. I think good point with them, though, because those guys are gone now. And they've, they've probably got some guys now that are more interested, more in tune to what's going on instead of being concerned about themselves and their image. And so I suspect that the um, defense will dramatically improve. But, the, but of course, the big, the big question is Milton. And to be honest, guys, I think he will do better this year. I think they're going to fix the problem. I think there may be some quirks here and there, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were. But I do, I do really do expect to, to see this guy improve somewhat. I hope I'm right, and I hope I'm not wrong. You happen to be the man. Much love to you. Take the quiz. You ready? This is the Pandering John. Pandering John will be in for me tomorrow. He's hosting the show. John Adams. Brian calls him Pandering John, not me. I just want that to be known for the record. Uh, Let the record show that. Um, John Adams says the Vols are getting a New Year's Day Six Bowl game today in his column. Agree or disagree? I agree. I think we're going to Tina, too. John Adams says that Tennessee is going to the Elite Eight in basketball. You agree or disagree? I think we're going to the Sweet Sixteen. John Adams says that Lady Vols are going to the Sweet 16. Do you agree or disagree? I think we're going to Sweet 16. John Adams says that the Lady Vol softball team has gone to the World Series. Do you agree or disagree? Definitely. Count that, definitely. John Adams says that Tony Vol's team of destiny is going to the field of dreams. Um, I suspect they're going to be in the, the Final Four and possibly win the whole thing. Would not be shocked. Tennessee Wolf, what you just laid out to me is the greatest year in Tennessee sports history, and I appreciate you. And pandering John, I appreciate you more than the fact. More to the fact. Let's go uh, take a brief time out. Joshy boy, followed by Lee, uh, an alleged meeting of the minds there. Also, uh, Doctor Sean Sinclair, I'll be remiss if I didn't remind people that the ACC is going to add Stanford and Cal and. Sean, that makes sense, doesn't it? The ACC expanding with Stanford and Cal. I mean, what, what what have we done to major college sports, Sean? I mean, really, what is this? What what do you call this? Well, I think it's a desperate move on the ACC's part to try to stay viable and try to make it look like they have some kind of uh, backup plan when a lot of yeah. the big boys are screaming. But also, I think it's a huge mistake when you take when you're admitting the leadership of Stanford and Cal into your hierarchy of decision making for an academic conference, I think that's a I think that's gonna backfire immediately. And then they're also talking about grabbing SMU out of the quote unquote Metroplex. Those are all real close to the Atlantic Ocean. They really are, Brian. When I think of the ACC, I think of Dallas, Texas. I obviously think of the uh, up up there and no no cal uh, the two schools in no cal Palo Alto screams tobacco road to me. In fact, they've got their own. They ought to have their own tobacco road there. Hey, well, what, look, what, what are they going to do? What is the ACC going to do when those two schools refuse to play in a state that does not allow uh, 
uh, trans rights or does not allow some kind of other social thing. I'm not but, here to comment he, on social issues. But he boy, done well, but, Butchie Boy made up, when he was here, he made up Smokey Gray just out of the blue. So why don't we have Tobacco Road West? There's been a swath of road that connects Palo Alto and Berserkley. Palo Alto and Berserkley are connected by a swath of tobacco, Tobacco Road. Tobacco Road East, Tobacco Road West, and then, of course, down there in Dallas, SMU, we've always talked about how they would be a, a wonderful entrant in the ACC. As we continue with more, 865-200-5402. It's a show of record, kicking it around unlike any other and getting you through it. The fastest moving two hours in the history of radio itself. As we continue with more after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming, let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to create the best event of the season, the annual Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off and the new Main Street event, Fall Fest on the Square. This will be held September 30th, 3 to 7 p.m., downtown Columbia. There will be music, food trucks, vendors, and entertainment by the renowned Journey Band, Majestic. For more information, visit the Kiwanis of Columbia Facebook page and click the Events tab or go to www.visitcolumbia.com. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you on your Tony Basilio show. Let's finish strong, shall we? On a Wednesday, I'm in vacation mode. He's S-E-A-N, Sinclair, D-D-S, beautiful Maryville. On my um, vacation, we've blogged every day. That's what we do here pretty unhealthy uh we're gonna go to our phones joshy boy is up next with us joshy boy hello welcome in what up hey buddy tony uh did you and your family get to go to atlantic city uh we are probably gonna go tomorrow i would think i don't know yeah Tony, uh, I want to I want to make a promise to you. If Tennessee starts right. out six and zero, right? At one of our remote parties at Calhoun, I am right. going to jump into the water into the Tennessee River. Joshy boy, Bino will be there to push you uh, off if you okay. get uh, if you get cold feet on that. Yeah. Perhaps we can create. We can. Uh, we can ask Brad or Kelsey if we can allow you to jump from the roof and maybe do a somersault. Are you afraid of heights, Joshy boy? No, I'm not. All right. I think if you jumped out far enough, you'd yeah. probably do a cannonball into that water there. Uh, yeah, Joshy boy. If we start out six and zero, oh, you're gonna you're gonna jump into the lake. That's uh, quite a promise. 
Brian, what are our chances of starting six and zero? Let's look at the schedule real quick. I think the Vols will start three and zero, four and zero after Texas San Antonio. Then who's next, Brian? South Carolina. South Carolina, and is it A and M? Josh, your boy, that might happen. Yeah, it might. Well, I wouldn't. If I were you, I would say you're a strong, strong maybe on that. Yeah. Tony, Do like Bino does. Play both sides against the middle. Do like Bino. Yeah. Tony, what do you think uh, the Gators' chances are going down to Utah for the first game and taking down the Utah Utes if uh, Cam Rosen is unable to play for Utah? Brian, what's the number in that game? Florida is a seven-point underdog. Seven and a half, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think Florida's going to get smoked in that game. I'm with Sean. I think Graham Mertz is a hoopty. I think Florida's going to get swallowed in the month of September. Yeah. Yep. I do, too. Yeah, Tony, what do you think about, like, uh, like you and Cinco were talking about, what if teams, like, get pressure on Milton? He's going to get have to get the ball out quickly, or else he's going to get eaten alive. He's got to be quick and he's got to be better. I mean, that's kind of our uh, little takeaway here. Fans don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that. People think we're hating. Uh, nobody here hating. Nobody here is hating. We are, uh, I want to see the guy succeed. I, I think he's a great story. I think it would be a wonderful story for a guy that stuck around in the transfer era yeah. to go out on top. And, uh, look, he's going to get an opportunity in that offense with those wide receivers to get in the Heisman conversation if he um, if he handles it well, he really is because you're going to throw for huge numbers in that offense. Everybody has. The most important part is how good is the offensive line going to be. That's the most key important part sure. to how Milton can play this year. Well, and plus his plus his recognition. You know, you can't do the Gitmo thing where because they're going to pressure him. Yeah. So you've got to be able to see it. Poor Gitmo, Sean, when they were when they would load the box on Gitmo and he wouldn't slide a back over and would turn his back to that pressure and just get hammered. Have we ever seen anything like the clubmaster here, Senko, in our lives? Start only 40 on, games. Only in crash tut test dummy um, commercials. But I would say this. Two things go together like hand and glove. Offensive yeah. line play and quarterback production. Uh, Josh Heupel, every single year he's coached, has had an outstanding quarterback produce, and that has to go along with decent to good offensive line play. You can't have wretched offensive line play and throw up the kind of offensive numbers that his teams throw up. So I would suggest that they will be good. I don't know that they'll be great, but I bet they'll be good. And and, good enough is all you need. In any league, any time... And at Central Florida, if you didn't have a decent offensive line, I don't care in that league, you still would have gotten swallowed. Hey, Tony, uh, two things on the way out. Polly told, t- told me to take the Phillies live last night. I went with the right. offices and took the national. Listen. Yeah. you got to have a bumper sticker. Fade the Polly. Fade the Polly. Oh, we need to get that out as soon as possible. Yep. And one last thing, after the South Carolina game, Tony, Tony Balls is going to give me the clipboard. I'm going to shake hands with Shane 
Beamer. I'm going to turn that thumb bitch sideways <laughs> and stick it up in Frankie Jr.'s candy ass. He repurposes it so many times, and every time Beano's popping, little simpleton Beano. Let's go back to the phones and get Lee in here. Lee, welcome in. What is going on, man? What's up, brother? You know, I think Florida. I went. Yeah. Things not gonna play, and they're missing several other guys too. So that Utah, Utah has made its living on pushing around like. Pac-12 teams. And, uh-huh. You know, I'm not, but it, it is what happened last year. They still got SEC bodies that Utah is just not used to playing against. Uh-huh. Um, I think that game's going to be over. I think that game's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. But, um, so you would take Florida and the points right now, Lee? If that was that, would that be your play? Yeah, I've already I played Utah. It was a ten. It's it's been Utah money. Or I mean, I'm sorry, I played Florida at, at plus ten. At ten. And all, that's come in. That's why it's down to seven now. So I think it's going to keep dropping. Cause like I said, I don't think, you, I don't think Ryan's going to play. Our odds maker, Killer Kowalski, who we had on from Zen yesterday, basically admitted that early in the season, these guys have no idea what's going to happen that are setting these numbers. They just have no idea. So. Uh, they got some idea. They, well, yeah. they got some idea. So, yeah, they have some idea. Uh, <laughs> um. Best Eddie Murphy movie. When I was a kid, I loved Golden Child, but Harlem Nights is the best, best Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Harlem Nights. What a sleeper right there. Hilarious. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, I mean, everybody, every, so everybody's talked about the offensive line. I think and that, that's the biggest issue for me this year is, is how good is that unit going to be. Like I said last time, they, they stayed completely healthy last year. They were really good. And it's likely not going to be the case this year. So, um, not much more I can say. Everybody else has kind of pointed it out already, but um, but to me, that's that's like the, the, just the, the biggest thing. So um, I think Milton's going to be fine. Like I'm, I'm not I'm not too worried about about Milton. I think we got one of the best quarterback rooms in the country. So um, I'm fine with with a quarterback position. Um, and people kind of talk, you know, like how how many games do you need to win like for the season to be successful? And for me, it's like it's hard. Like you. You, you can win less games and still have a really good year. Um, I think the program is, in, is on really good footing right now. So I would hate if we don't win 10 games, I would hate for people to kind of start getting negative on this thing. Because we don't win 10 games all the time. I mean, like, how many times have we won nine games in the last 14? We've won 10. We've done 14 in our history, 10. Well, so in the last 20 years, they say. We, we won, like, nine twice with Butch. And we right. won in last year. Now all of a sudden, right. you know, our season win total set at nine and a half, and we got to hit ten to get over that. Like that's not something we normally we haven't done in recent history, you know. So it's you and I are singing off the same songbook. Yeah, a nine-win yeah. season is a is a very good year here. Ten-win season's yeah. an excellent yeah. year, in my opinion. It's absolutely, and so that's just kind of my yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing I keep telling everybody. I'm, I'm just. Then you throw in the clock, like like these rules of the clock stop. You know, the clock's not stopping after first downs anymore. We're, we're running less plays a game. We're probably looking at six, seven less offensive plays a game, which which adds, you know, over the course of twelve games, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, um, that's a considerable amount of yardage and, and points that, that we're probably not going to get this year. Um, so, like I said, I, I think. I would be surprised if we got to a New Year's Six Bowl game. But I think we can still have a really good year. The program's going to be on a really good footing, like I said. 
uh, I'm, I'd actually kind of be surprised if we actually did make it to New Year's Six game. I happen to share your viewpoint, my friend. I think I'm just I'm trying to be like realistic. Like I just I, I think losing our quarterback, left tackle, and two wide receivers in the top seventy picks of the draft is like the three premium positions in college football. That has an effect, and I, I don't think the offensive line is going to be good. I don't think the quarterback play is going to be as as efficient. I, I've heard good things about getting Dante Thornton on campus. I've heard good things about the kid, but at the same time. He didn't do very much last year in an offense that was extremely prolific in college football last year. Senko, what do you say to that? What do you what do you say what do you say to Lee there? He didn't do much in an offense that was very proficient. That's an interesting observation about Thornton. I think he's right. Uh, I would wonder. I'm not a Bo Nix fan. Never have been. Never will be. Um, and I'm not sure the position uh, that he was asked to play. I mean, you take a look at uh, uh, the guy that plays. Uh, Brew McCoy's position is never going to have the yards that the other two guys are going to have. It's just not part of the deal. So, uh, no, Lee knows numbers, so I'm, I'm going to defer to him. I, I think it's a wait and see. Oh, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Like, trust me, I mean, I hope the kid balls out. I, I feel like his, if we can get what we got out of, like, Javante Payton, then I think it's a good thing. Um, but like you guys have noted, like, we really only play, like, three wide receivers. Well, yep. So, so I, I'm not sure how much he's going to get in. And from everything I've heard, our top three are our squirrel wide, Brew McCoy, and Ramel Keaton right now. So, um, you know, we'll see. But like I said, I'm, I think it's going to be a really fun season. I, I'm just – it may not show up in, in the win column exactly. And there's yeah, I'm not – you know, you know, I'm not ready for your top three, the media. So much. I'm not ready to declare a, a top three just yet. Uh, I think that's to be determined in terms of. Uh, I think there's a, there's a world where Thornton gets on the field more than Keaton does. I, I think that's certainly there's a world where that certainly exists. So I'll throw something uh, in here. I think that you're going to see a a more. I think you're going to see um, more offense come out of the running back room, mm. whether it be, whether it be uh, passes out of the backfield, uh, mm. whether it be. And I also think you're going to see more use of the tight end over the middle. The, the Castles kid is a legit pass-catching threat. Uh, Warren is, is – I'm, I'm, I'm still surprised. I think – I've always thought that Jacob Warren has NFL talent, and it's just yep. not – for whatever reason, it's not happened yet. And I, and I don't – I love the kid. Uh, I don't know what's not happening there, and I'm not blaming him because I've – when I watch him, I'm like, "That's an NFL tight end." All maybe he can day. be. Maybe he can be this year's Princeton Fant and uh, come out and have his breakout deal. And it's possible with hype. Hey, listen, uh, the beat goes on and on and on. Lee, I appreciate you for joining us. Thank you. You're a clown. He's a part of our winners and losers panel. Panel though, when we get uh, that cooking, uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. That's back for another year, ladies and germs. Uh, and we are certainly looking forward to that. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork, and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit TaylorFamilyFarmTN.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people, and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. Gypsy Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville. With a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.